Stephen Drew from the Architecture Social, and I am back with the podcast. Um, we're in for a real treat. Nice little treat going into the next week. I am joined here by Alvin, and Alvin is from uh, Projects by People. Projects by People is something that you set up, Alvin, and the first time I saw it was on Instagram. But hey, how are you? Uh, you well? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very good, Stephen. It's good to, good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> So you're literally around the globe, right? So you're in – what part of Australia are you living in right now? So I'm from Brisbane, Australia, if if you know where that Brisbane. is. Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. So I've never been to Australia. Oh, really? So never – I've never been. I've never been. So which part? Of, I'm gonna, we're kind of going for. I'm going off kilter. We should. This should be. This should be an architecture <laughs> podcast. Why am I? Why am I talking about geography? All right. Awesome. So you studied in Queensland. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it back in. So we're going to. I'm going to put down the globe, and we'll talk about how we first met. So I found. So when I was setting up the architecture social, I was looking around online, and that is the power of online because you you see different blogs, different people from all different parts of the world. And Projects by People kind of taught, caught my eye because it's a really interesting, uh, I guess you can call it what, concept or a really interesting showcase of people's work. And I think there's a lot of really good and interesting things. And it shows me a lot of interesting people's work. It's actually one of the inspirations for how I go about my Instagram page. But do you want to, for anyone listening Alvin, do you want to explain a little bit about what uh, Projects by People is about? Um, yeah, definitely. So I might just tell – I might just add some context and give you a bit of the story behind why I started it. Um, Please, because I've just banged on about Brisbane, so we need to bring <laughs> it back. I need to get this back on track before I get pulled off there. <laughs> um, so – yeah, but I mean, if at any point at any point you feel like I'm rambling, just you know, let me know. No, you're you're quite concise. It's me that's rambling. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so after my after I graduated my bachelor's in 2018, you know, I was in I was in a really weird place. I felt like I hadn't actually achieved very much in the three years, and mm. um, I spent a lot of time reflecting on you know what I'd actually gotten out of the degree. And it kept yeah. coming back to the same thing. Um, so, you know, I felt like. <laughs> um, Come on. Okay. It's so, okay. We're, um, we're, we're, it's, it's, we're all friends here. Yeah. Me, you, and the virtual listeners out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I came out of architecture school not wanting to practice architecture at all. Okay. And, yeah. you know, it, it was a really tough time, but. Despite all of the, you know, rough patches, there was one thing that really stood out from my experience at architecture school, and that was the chance that I got to go on exchange to Milan in my second year. Okay. And, you know, I was, I'm really, really grateful that I got that opportunity to meet people from different parts of the world. Um, and it really helped me grow as a person. So when I realized that, I was one of the very lucky few that actually got to go on an exchange program. I started to think about, you know, the fact that I was one out of 10 people in my cohort mm. that actually got to go. And mm. 
a lot of people talked about wanting to go, but for whatever reason, there was always, you know, something stopping them, whether it was financial problems or family issues or maybe just limited spots, which I think is a real shame because I think everyone deserves that opportunity. I think it's something really special. And um, even though it's probably impossible to replicate the experience of traveling, I think Mm. that experience of meeting people is something that is definitely possible. You know, it's something that you can do through social media. And, you know, it gives you the chance to meet people from outside of your studio, outside of your um, university, outside of your country. And the vision for Projects by People was to kind of create a global community, which would become kind of like an online studio. You know, it takes all the good Mm. parts of studio culture. And, I mean, this is kind of funny because, you know, a lot of studios now are online. Mm. But, you know, I figured why not try and build a community that actually focuses on the people behind the projects? Because, you know, there's so many pages out there that really focus on projects. And I kind of wanted to shift the focus back to the people, uh, their hobbies, their interests, and hopefully through like a mutual interest or Mm. maybe conversation starters, people could connect. And, you know, these people might, have never met otherwise. So yeah, yeah, that was, that's it. I love it. I mean, and uh, we touched upon it briefly before this. And when I talked about it's, yes, it's, it is interesting to hear Thomas Everwood talk about his projects. They're amazing projects. I just think there's a lot of people that in my job I've spoken to, for instance, people that work alongside someone like Thomas that, that helps projects get realized and, and, in our, the architecture community, you do speak to a lot of students and they will have fantastic works and, and actually finding someone even at the beginning and the middle and, and the end of their career is very interesting. But you talked about a few things there which resonate with me. So the first thing is you talked about not wanting to do architecture, which is really interesting. And because I studied architecture and now I do recruitment as well as the architecture social, that's more of a passion point, which kind of weaves into my professional work. But and it comes from architecture because I love architecture. When I came out of architecture school, I worked at an amazing architectural practice. And over a few years, it was a strange feeling I felt where I was like, Mm, I don't want to continue being an architect. I like architecture. And I remember at the time feeling like that was wrong. And I almost felt slightly embarrassed to mention it to people because it was kind of a strange thing because I was building up to be registered in architect. So I did the degree and diploma in the UK, which is five years and I did worked in two or three years in industry and everyone was kind of getting to that point where they're like, so when are you going to do the course to qualify? And I kept making excuses because at the time I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to focus on me right now and all this stuff. But in my head, I was a little bit embarrassed because I felt like I had a problem and I couldn't work out the best way to go. And what I've learned since then, and and this is the power of speaking to people like yourself and others, is that this is actually more common occurrence than we all think and actually if people embrace that feeling you can still have a great career in architecture so for instance a good example i use all the time i've gone into recruitment another good example though is 
uh, journalism or media. So you get a lot of marketing companies which is focused on architecture and coming from an architectural background is a massive help. So there's one or two in the UK, one's called Ing Media, one's Carol Communications of a friend that worked with me. I was her boss in recruitment. She went from recruitment to uh, to communications. So I, I, I wanted to flesh that out a bit because it doesn't get talked about enough. And so where you're at right now, do you still quite know the answer yet? Or are you kind of working out where you want to go with, with your your architecture qualifications and what you want to do, Alvin? Yeah, so I think um, after, I guess, the last year and a bit off, um, I think I really figured it out because I mm. gave myself time to kind of explore different avenues and um, – I would just go back a bit to like when I graduated architecture school, you know, like I said, I came out not wanting to practice, but um, the one thing that I did come out really proud of was uh, one project and it wasn't actually an architectural project. It was a video I filmed for the end of year exhibition. And okay. that was, I think the best project I did through university and, you know, through that process, I interviewed a bunch of students. You know, I was filming all day in the studio, and I, I really fell in love with filmmaking. Okay, and, um, yeah, that's where I'm at now. I've I've taken that, and I've been volunteering for the um, Australian Institute of Architects. I've been filming some projects for them. Um, you know, for, for projects by people, I've been working on some film projects. Um, Amazing. I do like you know the film side the production side, I guess, for the Mad Collective. And I really, really enjoy it. I can tell. I mean, it looks good. The Mad Collective looks good. Uh, alongside what you said, though, I have a friend that I studied with, a good friend of mine is called Will McDaniel, and he went to Oxford Brooks University in the UK, and they have a quite a high focus on letting people experiment and they had a similar thing where they were in part of the studio that will went into was video focused. And so it kind of sparked his passion for it. So ever since I've known Will, and I'm going to get him on as a guest, he's a big YouTuber now. So I feel like we've got a celebrity on, but basically he's got like half a million subscribers now, but it comes from his weird and wonderful passion. And so his channel is Will McDee. And mm -hmm. if you look into it, he makes all these weird and cool, interesting concepts. He writes the scripts and he makes these models of monsters. And that was all inspired by him experimenting in architecture. And another thing I'd like, the reason I bring this up to talk about what you do as well is because I think we underestimate that the, the course in architecture offers so many skills, right? And I've learned that actually, I think one of the reasons why a, I love, I've I, always been interested in architecture. But in terms of what the, the course has offered me, through studying it, I am much better at presenting, apart from the intro to this podcast. You know, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm learning, I'm learning. But it's that ability to go out there and mm -hmm. try things and improve the formula. And so part of what you're doing, Project by People, that process of design, I think, comes from you, but that's what you've learned in architecture. And I think the way 
I I don't have a problem speaking in front of people. I used to get very nervous. Uh, over time, that's changed, and I think that comes from architecture school. It's the concept of a crit, isn't it, where you, we all get bashed down if we haven't thought about it. And actually, when you go up there with a concise idea and you and you fight that resistance, you you grow from it. So there's loads of ways where the career in architecture can go. The other point that I wanted to bring up because you talked about it earlier, which resonates with me is you're talking about traveling. Now I, when I had a recruitment business and it was quite stressful a few years ago, I mean, I lead a recruitment team now, but I used to own my own business. And I remember specifically during that time, I'd make a lot of excuses not to go traveling. I'm too busy because, you know, you mentioned in people were giving excuses. I was like, I'm too busy. I've got to run a business. I've got to do all this stuff. <laughs> and it was a bit of a shame when I look back. And I think last year or two at my work, they used to tease me going, where are you flying this week, Steve? But <laughs> a year or two, I had a little um, epiphany moment of like, oh, I'm going to be dead one day and I'd like to see the world. And to resonate what you were talking about, Alan, I found it really enriching as well. I, I came back from traveling. You meet different people. You go on adventures. And you learn about yourself because I, I remember I was going last year. I was supposed to go uh, on holiday with a friend. And right before it, he had an accident. Okay. Yeah. And and then I had – and then he was like – and he's okay. So don't worry. But he okay. couldn't get on the plane. And I was like, I'm going to have to go by myself. What, what am I going to do? And I had a total mini freak out. And then I went and it was fine. And I made friends. And you learned that you can do things on your own. So travel is really enriching. I mean, it's a bit of a strange time now with the virus. But <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, what's your kind of plans for the next? Have you thought about do you want to continue traveling? Do you want to continue the blog? Or I'm I'm quite keen to learn what you're interested in in the next step or maybe you don't know and that's fine too it'd be just interesting to hear your thoughts um well in terms of traveling i guess one of the thing one of the setbacks that um i have now is money <laughs> but oh, right. besides yeah. the pandemic but also uh i will be moving to sydney next year for my oh, cool. master's. So I've actually gone back to study my master's in architecture, which I started this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm moving to Sydney. So I guess that's oh, kind of traveling. I think that's awesome. I've never been to Sydney, but it looks amazing. And I think master's can be really enriching because you kind of focus well, master's is a certain level of, yes, there's a, there's a syllabus and a, and a project, but it really is that level where it's down to what you want, right? And on where yeah. you want to take it. Yeah. So, all right. So you're doing your masters. What do you think? What is it like juggling? How many? Because you've got about five thousand followers on Instagram. Okay, yeah. and there's also I've learned that with all these things, there's a certain you probably have your own post schedule in, and there's a lot of work that goes involved in there. You've got to edit people's files. They send you a JPEG, which is too big, too small. You find it doesn't work. That's yeah. been my world lately. Yeah. You're like, please send me a certain size. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of work involved in this. And how do you find juggling online tools with these, with studying? Because did you do it before and you're going to do it again or – um, I've just started actually. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see if it gets worse, but for now, I um, have to calm down. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, 
the the study plan for me is kind of extended like i've you know i'm in no rush to finish the degree so i decided to make it three years instead of two because i really do want time to work on other things like i don't want to just drop everything i've done to focus on studying because i don't think it's worth it i think there needs to be a balance um whether or not i can actually (laughs) hold up i'm not sure because you know it's first week nothing's really happened but we'll see but whatever happens is fine. And uh, what uh, is another, because I love the fact that we can talk about architecture, but at the same time, because you're a content creator, there is a little element that I find interesting with that. Because as architects, we always want to showcase our work. We want to showcase our projects. And, you know, if you even if you're a student, you at the end of the year, you need to showcase your project to win a job or, or to gain attention. And what's interesting about Instagram is it's a fantastic tool. It does require a bit of commitment and so, and we were joking about it earlier where uh, I can be having a, a dinner in the evening and whoever I'm with can be a bit frustrated that I'm on my phone sometimes. And so you have to get a bit of a balance. Um, have you ever felt, though, sometimes that it's almost like a second job? It's amazing what you've done. But with that, it takes up your time, right? Yeah. I, I mean, how do you feel behind the scenes? It's rewarding, but... Do you as well, like me, get a bit, gosh, this can be a lot of work sometimes. Um, definitely, definitely. I've, you know, throughout <laughs> okay. this Yay. year. Not just me. Not <laughs> no, just me. No, no, not at all. Um, I think, I think you know, that's that's really common, I guess. It's just um, I took a lot of time off this year away from the Good. platform just because, you know, at some points it just feels like too much. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think if if it gets that, and that's what I've learned. Because, but on the other hand, there's something really fun about doing it, and mm-hmm. I think it's about moderation. And I I spoke to a, a really interesting chap yesterday. His name is Sean, and he is a LinkedIn um, uh, instructor, endorsed by LinkedIn, and he does Revit courses. And he we were talking about how he will do all night as and I've done all night as and I bet you do all night. you've done all night we've all done them right and this kind of sometimes it's the architect's curse of I'm well, not curse it's it's like the, the fountain pen there's a film and there's that famous scene where uh the building's going to go ahead and the architect's like we're not going to do it like that I'm going to fix it and then <laughs> it, then the camera comes back and it's shows a shot of him passed out on the desk mm-hmm. but the building's done and there is something noble about that but there is something also, I think, self-destructive. So there's the balance of because life is awesome. So you want to, so travel super enriching. And actually, where I'm going with this is that the travel and your experiences doing that will then give a new second. Uh, uh, will give a perspective on your, which will improve your architecture. Okay, having a break away from things will improve your architecture, and then having a break away from your social media, you'll then love the social. You love your channel when you do it because you know you get the thrill out of it. And I find that I, I understand that. But when you're actually doing these things with responsibility, it's really hard to constantly manage the responsibilities without one tipping over. Um, so yeah, I've been there. Yeah. What would you, what would your advice be to anyone that's um, balancing a few responsibilities, or like yourself, has got a successful platform? 
would you any any particular pearls of wisdom um i don't i'm probably the last person who asked for advice because you know i kind of just disappeared for a bit and i'm not happy with this i'm gonna get out my my back (laughs) don't be a debbie downer so in the uk that means like you're completely underselling yourself you're definitely not the last person to ask because you've got an amazing channel you're a really nice guy and you're really helpful to a lot of people so okay Okay. if if i were to give advice um it would be to really remember that you know taking a step back is okay because for me, sometimes I feel really bad when I when I want to take a break. I feel like, you know, this is my responsibility now. I have to keep going or I'll let people down. But, you know, people understand that a person is running the page and it's okay to just step back sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Uh, well, it's quite interesting that you're, you're doing your master's now. I think that things change. And I'll tell you another little story about me is that I remember when I was on my third year of architecture and it's just about to finish. So third year is like the, the, the first part of the degree. And I remember it was just about to finish and I had a complete freak out. And I remember I saw the university counselor. So I was like, it's ending. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what the next chapter is. But then when I... Uh, finished and then I started looking for a job and went to the next chapter. Suddenly things over time started to become okay and, and you adjust to it. But it's like your masters and then I, I think you could totally get sucked in and engrossed and things can change. And it, and what I quite like as well is the a little bit like I've noticed this subtle changes with your with the projects by people which have changed over time. You've introduced new infographics. You've introduced new ways to go about it. I think that's important, though, to constantly evolve the platform. Do you have any plans for where you want to take it? Or um, right now, are you quite happy with where it's at? Um, That's a good question, actually, because (laughs) I'm currently in the process of making a pretty big change. I think, you know, um, for quite a while... Um, I was really dissatisfied with the platform, not because, you know, it wasn't doing a good job, but I just think it could be doing a better job. And, you know, like I said earlier, the goal has always been to connect people, to try to get conversations going. And it slowly became less about, you know, the people, and it became more about people just wanting to showcase their work. So, right. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let's talk about this point for a second mm-hmm. because I think you're up to something here and I've noticed it as well where just to post stuff up, I, it, I think sometimes I've seen a good example will be a Revit course. Okay. Does the person want to study it to learn and improve their BIM or do they want that piece of paper at the end? Mm-hmm. I think there's a little culture of that sometimes. And, and we're actually, I've done it before. Remember, I signed up to a course before, and really I just wanted the certification. This was years ago. Uh, I kind of looked back and I was like, oh, I wish I went to more of the classes. Mm-hmm. Stephen Drew, you were an idiot. But <laughs> actually, yeah, because the point of the class is that you're in the class and you learn yeah. and you, are, you engage with other people, you make friends, and from that you – you gain experience and you gain 
uh, or you just improve, or maybe you don't. You have you gain an opinion. You go, I did it this way. I learned this. This failed, and from that, that is the real value. Not the PDF patron. Not the not the, not the certificate that comes with it. And so my question is: is so with your tool, it's really got to showcase an awareness. Um, how do you keep engagement with these things then? You know, so it's like I have it on the social as well, where the architecture social is amazing when conversation goes. And so I'm trying to actively push everyone to chat with each other. And when, and one of the interesting things that came out of it is that someone messaged me the other day and they were like, Oh, well, um, I actually, spoke to someone on the platform and, and we both like tennis. So we went to play the game of tennis and I was like, that yeah, is amazing. That I was is. like, that's probably one of the coolest things I've heard on there. That's okay. Uh, and, and that's what I wonder is. So with Instagram, how much of the Instagram, so Instagram is great for promoting awareness and it's like LinkedIn, but you can get lost into the algorithm and you can get lost to the feed. And what, what I'm, where I'm trying to go with this is like, how do you re- retain substance and get people talking and get people involved and it, and it not becoming something where something post they work and then they flitter off somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's something I've been trying to figure out for <laughs> a long yeah, sorry. time. I was kind of open for an answer, but I was like, that's a really unreasonable question because everyone's working out. It's mm. difficult though, isn't it? It is. It is. It, you know, I guess what I've always tried to do is, you know, freshen things up, try something new, something different. Hopefully it works because, you know, I've tried so many different, I don't know, different initiatives and whatever through projects by people and they've all failed. <laughs> Hang on, but so, I like that though. A failure is so important. I do stuff is. all the time mm. in the arc social which doesn't work and mm. it re and, and it reiterates it because actually what i like about projects by people is that it's focused on everyone mm. anyone can submit their work and it is great for ideas because you kind of get a raw feeling for someone's work and I, like uh, that's why on the arctic social instagram uh, i like that the work on there is from people within the community but yours is quite nice as in anyone can submit their work and you get to see the person and the work involved. So maybe is is that enough? Because you're quite ambitious. Are you going to take it another level where Projects by People comes into something else? Yeah, um, that's what I'm working on right now, actually. You know, I don't know, a year ago, I had the idea to kind of get people to submit videos of themselves speaking and stuff like that. But back then, it was kind of weird. But nowadays, it seems like it's a perfect yeah. time to get that started because everyone's using Zoom everyone's on you know google hangouts or whatever so the the change i'm making now is to transition into not an interview style format but it's more of a video cover thing so instead of just a picture it's a video um i'll conduct a really quick interview um through zoom or whatever with people and then they'll pretty much be answering similar questions and you know, the community will get to know them a bit better than just seeing their picture. Oh, wait, is that what I agreed to do? Oh, you can't yeah. make me the first one, Alvin. I'm going to mess it up, huh? I've recorded a few, so you're going to be the first. Yeah, but... Slip me in on number 10 or 12. I like <laughs> that, though. 
I love that because you think you touch my A, I haven't seen that, so it's interesting. But what you're kind of doing is you're talking about kind of the pleasant the interesting bit of the crit without being there for six hours and your soul slowly evaporating by the end of the day because you've watched so many of them. You're like, oh, I don't know, at this point, just let get me on. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that because what's interesting, what you're talking about with video is that on pictures – it's easy, it's accessible, you don't need bandwidth. But you're right, video, you pick up emotion and tone or audio as well. So it could even be whether you're talking about whether it's audio and you've got the pictures there. I think that's really cool because you get a sense of emotion and you get a sense of the person. And with video, that's also quite interesting as well. I, yeah, I do think that's a kind of a step up. And then actually what I'm, I like about that, because it plays upon what I was, you know, earlier I was like, devil's advocate was like, I like what you do, but there were some people put an image or two. Are they really caring that much? Mm-hmm. But actually, if they're going to do a video, then I like that because the person's got to get a bit more involved. They got to be, if they're not passionate about their project, it's going to be so transparent, isn't yeah, it? That you're exactly, like, oh, yeah. why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And so, and therefore you get a glimpse into the person. That's probably going to be better for their job searches and everything. So I do think that's a really good suggestion, actually. It Mm -hmm. kind of breaks the whole pattern of picture after picture, just for pictures. Mm -hmm. Even though I quite like the pictures, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know know exactly what you mean. It's it's exciting. Like, this is the first time I've been excited for anything on projects by people in quite a while. So, yeah. I I'm yeah I think it's great and that's why I'm actually encouraging you so positivity bell <laughs> yay I love it right? <laughs> what we got to remember though as well is I think that we all can and I do the same sometimes some I look back at some of my work and I'm like oh I shouldn't change that now I should have changed that or I'm like oh I wouldn't do that like now what I've kind of had to start learning is that you have to realize where you were at the time and projects by people and it's like everything a good concept starts simple and then you evolve it over time and certain things work certain things don't mm-hmm. if you didn't get people on and, and you didn't test the concept of people showcasing their work then you wouldn't get to this point where you could evolve it so actually what you're talking about to me makes a good evolvement and you shouldn't we shouldn't look back, right? As in, so an example I used last week, it's like I've done a few thumbnails and the, the the audio for the first few of these that I'd done before I got a proper microphone and all this stuff was awful. <laughs> and I, because there's a little part of me that before I would have gone back and gone, oh, can we remaster these or retweak these? But the point is, are people really, I think the substance in there was good. And actually, if I play around with it, I'm messing with the old formula and actually why don't I just reinvent the new one, get new thumbnails and experiment with it and Mm -hmm. change how things work. And it's the same thing on the social way. And as one, actually let's talk about one that we talked about. Uh, We we're involved in because when I started, I thought, Oh, it'd be amazing to get all the super cool influencers groups on the social and it was a great idea and everyone i asked was up for it but then what happens is you learn i my kind of thoughts is that it's a bit of a repeat 
of what you guys were doing and therefore it becomes almost a burden and it wasn't that interesting so i, I like sana's group because she kind of plays with it and we, we you know sana from the mad collective yeah very very impressive young lady driven ambitious like yeah. i don't know how she does it i would love to have <laughs> sana's energy i need to bottle it into a potion definitely, and i think we make a lot of money we've done a great group but then what i learned is that it was almost like taking the joy out of it and making it another chore, another platform, another. And so actually the more I'm thinking about it is that with the groups based upon that, what I'm going to try and do. So the thing that I'm going to try and focus on, and maybe if we do another one of these, you can be like, Steve, did you do it or not? (laughs) Is that with, with the groups, what I'd like is to get all the universities involved and a place for people because right now you've got some groups on facebook some student unions and everything's fragmented but wouldn't it be a really cool idea for uh, all the universities around the world to sh- to be kind of in a loose platform together but have their own bubbles mm. offer something that hasn't been done and offer conversation of people for p- a place for people to talk because i think that hasn't been done whereas asking you alvin in your busy <laughs> schedule to repeat your project is kind of like Soul destroying. I want a life. Get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of the jungle. But you get what I mean. And and yeah. it, but I didn't have those conversations and learn from seeing what works and what doesn't, what people did and what didn't do. Then I wouldn't have got to that. And it wasn't like. Ugh. Alvin, you haven't done anything. It's like, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But it's more like, okay, why not? And then, oh, it's because it's not that engaging or it's not that interesting because you're actually rehashing like another buffer feed what's already there. So failure is important. And actually, on that note, well, I, I'm, I've got to be careful. I feel like pressing this bell all the time. So how can you stop pressing the bell? But I think if you're not out there and you're not failing, then you're not going forward. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that, I mean, look at it this way, right? Projects with people, I'm subscribed. There's so many people that are subscribed. And then by rejigging the formula and growing it, you actually got a nice core audience. And I think the audience is there because actually things are, I mean, I'm not subscribed to Instagram just for the sake of it. And if I didn't like it in my feed, I wouldn't be there. So there's something good there. I mean, are you quite proud of it? You must be, right? Yeah, I I really am because I, you know, it's one of those things where, like you said, there's like a core audience and those are the people that really, you know, constantly keep up and sometimes when they reach out and say, oh, I loved what you did here, I loved what you did there, that, you know, it's it's nice to get, to get um, I guess, the feedback from the people that you want to, that you're making the content for, you know, so I, I really enjoy that part of it and... Um, I think early on, more so than now, it really did kind of do what I was hoping it would do. Like people were connecting, asking about projects and stuff. So I hope to bring that back soon. (laughs) I love it. All right, great. And so you've got your course and you've got projects for people. Amazing. I actually am. You are one. You are the one of the top precedents for the architecture social on Instagram. So take that as a compliment. So, uh, in, too kind. What's it say? I haven't. Hopefully, I haven't copied you, and I've kind of got my own DNA in there. But it's uh, you was an in, in inspiration for it because I was like, well, 
rather than post generic stuff or why don't I post stuff in the community? Mm-hmm. And that's what I took from it is that projects from people. I liked it was by people. And so with the social, if you're uh, the architecture social, if you're on there and you want to showcase your work, then great. That's, that's what it's for mm-hmm. because it's feeding off the interesting part. And uh, the bit I kind of like is that, it's for the community. So if you're on there and you are someone engaging and you want to showcase your work, then I'll post it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that helps push the conversation. And by what you're doing is showcasing other people's work, which maybe wouldn't have seen the light of day because they are not Mr. Skidmore, Owens and Merrill, mm-hmm. or, you know, they they are not famous as yet or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good uh, to showcase these ideas. So on that note, I think that's been really interesting. Have you got any questions for me, Albert? Do you want to turn the table around and questions. ask me what I'm up to? Um, you know, I actually, when, so Sana told me about the architecture social and when she told me about it, I was so excited because, you know, it kind of ticked all the boxes for what I wanted projects by people to be initially, like, but it was just so much better because it was its own thing. And, I mean, I guess I want to ask, what is your goal for it in the, like, long-term or short-term or, you know? Okay. I think it's the same way when um, I, should, I should plan a bit more, right? So I was listening to this today to a really nice individual who's a mentor in the UK called Jason Boyle, and he's like a nuclear architect. And he sent me his little podcast this morning. I was listening to it, and he talked about a – a uh, one-year plan, a five-year plan, and a ten-year plan. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a confession. I am someone that I, I am I'm the worst person. Santa, I would drive Santa mad because I don't do any lists. <laughs> I, I follow my gut instinct, and that gets sometimes causes, I won't say problems, but what it means is that I, could, I go off and follow my instinct. The upside is, um, I tell, it can. I take on challenges and so, yeah, I saw an opportunity there. My gut instinct said that there's nothing here. There's nothing for students. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And a lot of people thought I was crazy. I've had it happen before when I said I would go into recruitment from architecture and people like you're insane. And then uh, when I, when I said that I was going to leave bespoke careers, which was a large architectural uh, recruitment consultancy, big in Australia, big in London, everywhere to set up my own recruitment agency. Everyone thought I was crazy. And then that was successful. Um, Even though I love bespoke, at the time I was just so driven to do something different um and to kind of challenge myself but people thought i was mad so the point is is that i was on furlough here i saw an opportunity to help people and i just felt a little bit frustrated that um over the course of my career students would ask for help and i would try um and and help where i could but when time's limited you never really give enough attention. So I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if there was a place for architects to speak and if I can offer some words of wisdom during this time? And I was like, I'm going to do it live. And it's the same thing with everyone else. I just put it up. Okay, and I'm not saying this is the way you should do it, but I just whacked it up. And then I spoke to two or three people. And then I reached out to you, and there was like 10 to 20 people. And I'm like, hey, do you want to join? And now now more and more people have uh, joined in, and I sent messages to reach out. Uh, but 
I didn't overly think it. I just felt like my gut, there was a need for it. And also I, where I look back is that um, my, my constant benchmark is, would I, would I have liked this when I was in architecture? And I try to balance the line between, because it's very hard to work now. Now, especially I'm, I've gone from working two days a week back to four days a week because everyone's returning to work in coronavirus and managing the platform. And that's why I think I've been talking a bit about how you manage the platform because to me it's interesting because I have a full-time job with responsibility in a team and the two projects really help each other out. This project and my job, they both feed into each other really well. But the balance has been difficult and a linear, especially with a real life. But um, so long answer, I don't know where it's going to go. And that's the fun bit of it because yeah. uh, I kind of see it like what I'm going to try and encourage Alvin is that I want more people to feel like, it's theirs to use and that comes over time because everyone's being respectful and they and and everyone's there's there's no malice in the group which is amazing and everyone by the whole well you just don't know like an internet troll or something comes in right <laughs> yeah. like, oh no i've got to get out my like pc place and go excuse me no sexist <laughs> comments in here which yeah i'll just go around with my horn and kick people out but everyone's been really good and really supportive and the community's been awesome and mm-hmm. i guess i'm interested in experimenting with that formula and my next goal is to try and get more and more people like for instance say now you have an, uh, an idea that you want uh, projects for f- people to feed into the Arctic social then that's what it's for the thing that I'm going to roll out next, oh gosh, I shouldn't announce it here. I have a problem of announcing things and then uh, hopefully I've got to make sure I do them. <laughs> but what I will do is um, I'm thinking of doing a weekly architecture show, which I'm going to do live on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about new jobs that are happening, news is happening, and I'm going to honk my horn and get guests <laughs> on. and wind Hopefully have a bit of fun with it. But yeah. maybe, who knows, maybe we can become, oh, what's, who's big in the, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy, that would be fun, right? <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, sure, but like everything else, we'll see where it goes, Alvin. And like you, who knows where the formula will go. So mm-hmm. on that note, if anyone hasn't heard of you or hasn't seen Projects by People, where do we find you, Alvin? And where do we find Projects by People? Um, so Projects by People, at the moment, it's just on Instagram. So, you know, at Projects by People is the handle. Um, I'm working on the website. Hopefully hopefully, it um, it can do a better job. It's not just a submission portal. And, uh, oh, also on YouTube. Better I'm- job, and you've been a Debbie down again. I'm sure it's going to be good. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Um, and yeah, I'm starting to get into YouTube now. You know, I think that's the next mm. thing for me as well. I, I, I've always loved YouTube and uh, yeah, hopefully it goes well. I think it will. And it makes sense with uh, what you're talking about in terms of uh, video, especially with live streaming, because I know you stream yards. Actually, I, I, I use StreamYard now because of the Mad Collective. And on that note, the Mad Collective, yes. where can we find the Mad Collective? Um, so we have our website, you know, madcollective.org. We have – we're most active on Instagram. So it's uh, <laughs> at the underscore <laughs> Mad Collective, I think. Um, yeah. You Google Mad Collective, it'll pop up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they give you a break. I'm like that. Is it there? Is it not? <laughs> All right. Well, look, 
I think what you've done is awesome. Thank you. I think that you are someone that's um, changed the, a bit of the digital fabric, definitely. And uh, I think uh, I think you are incredibly humble, and you will. Uh, I reckon you're going to be one of the influencers which changes this space. So, uh, <laughs> so keep going. And I won't honk my horn. Oh, maybe a little, little honk. Just a little bit. <laughs> Very impressed. All right. Keep going. Absolutely loved having you here. And it's good to talk about the realities of studying architecture, traveling, and everything else. Thank you so much, Alvin. Thank you, Stephen. It was an absolute pleasure. All right. Signing out. <laughs>